Friends, welcome to our worship today on this fourth Sunday in Lent, also known as a Mothering Sunday. It's good that we can be together. Our call to worship. Lord God, give us the patience to spend this waiting time in your presence. May we be relaxed and open to the guidance that you want to give us as we wait. May our breathing inspire our thoughts. May we not fear the silence as we wait for your word to us. Inspire, challenge and guide us. Amen. We listen to our first hymn sung this morning for us by Adrian Pallant, Light of the World. Here I am, here we are to worship. Altogether worthy, all 
together wonderful to me so here i am to worship here i am to bow down here i am to say that you're my god you're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful to Friends, let's us pray. We draw near, O God of burning flame. We draw near and humble our hearts. We bow before the King of kings, the shepherd of our souls, and we approach the one who sees our hearts. God of compassion and justice, God of light and hope, we confess the times when we have not exposed deeds of darkness, instead closing our eyes and hoping for the best when we have been too full of our own shadows to share your light, when we have judged others by appearance and dismissed those who you have called and gifted, when we have been too ready to criticise, too bound up with what we want to see and been blind to your purposes. Forgive us, loving and merciful God, in the name of your Son, who brings sight to the blind. Amen we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're going to hear two readings, the first from the book of Exodus, as we hear about the birth of Moses, and then part of Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17. This land is mine God gave this land to me Exodus 2 verses 1 to 10 Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it 
and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 20 to verse 26. Jesus prays for all believers. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. For all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, Though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Amen.
four-year-old and a six-year-old presented their mum with a present. It was the most beautiful plant. They'd saved up the pocket money and uh, they'd been taken to go and choose this particular present for their mum. They gave the mum the present and mum was absolutely thrilled. She was delighted with the plant, but as she turned around, she noticed one of the children looked a bit sad. What's the problem? She said, I love this present. Well, said the little girl, we, we, we saw a lovely uh, flowers in the shop and they were beautiful bouquet, but we didn't have enough money. They were really special. They were really pretty. But what was really important is that is the message on it. It had across it, rest in peace. And we thought that was perfect for you, given that's what you want when we're around, some peace. The story of a little boy too, who was in a Sunday school production. And mum was sat on the front row, helping him when he forgot his line. She was the prompt. She gestured and she formed the words silently with her lips, saying what to say. But at one particular time, it just didn't help. Her son's memory went completely blank. Finally, she leaned forward and whispered the cue. I am the light of the world. And the child, the little boy, beamed and with a great feeling and loud, clear voice said, My mum is the light of the world. The Hebrew people were living in the land of Egypt under the reign of Joseph. Now we need to remember that Joseph was the brother that was sold into slavery by his brothers. He became Pharaoh's servant and eventually Pharaoh's right-hand man. He brought his father and whole family to Egypt because of the great famine that was taking place. Yet when Joseph died, there were many more pharaohs, not pharaohs as nice and as kind as the one in which Joseph served. There were new pharaohs. Seti one, he was a pharaoh just as Moses was born. Then Ramses, Ramses cold, destructive and cruel. This is the Pharaoh who Moses challenged. And this sermon isn't all about Pharaohs. I've done quite a bit of research and got quite interested in, in Egypt. By all human standards, though, Moses never stood a chance. Not only was he born to a slave, but there was a death sentence upon him. Had he been born a girl, he'd have been allowed to live. But as a boy, there was no life expectancy. Born a Hebrew, born in the cruel culture of ancient Egypt, where Pharaoh had declared that all the Hebrew boys that were born were to be exterminated, thrown into the river, eaten by crocodiles. This Pharaoh, this particular Pharaoh, became one of the many historical figures who wanted to employ mass killing as a way to eradicate a perceived problem. Long before Herod and his attempt to eradicate the saviour of the world, Indeed, history does repeat itself. It's the old story, the old story of hatred, murder and persecution. And into this situation, Moses was born. One roadblock stymied Pharaoh's plan. A young, determined lady named Jochebed, a daughter of Levi. While everyone bowed to this new order, one person would not submit. Not one. And not even mighty Pharaoh would lay his hands on her God-given child. Let's remind ourselves of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 23 to 29. It reminds us of the great faith that we see in Moses. 
By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months until after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood, that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith the people passed through the red water, the sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. This great hall of faith reminds us of the strength of a mother. This great hall of faith reminds us of the strength of a mother. I read a passage about Jehoshaphat, which started, Behind every great man, there was a great woman. I'm sure we've heard that said many times. But here was a woman in her own right, strong, determined, courageous. She believed that God would be able to overrule circumstances. Do you believe in a God? Who was able to do so. Her reverence for God was greater than her fear for man. Do we feel the same? Her courage saved a nation. Moses was her third child. Her firstborn was Aaron who became the high priest and from his family would come all priests. Her second child was Miriam, poet, gifted poet and musician and she is intrinsically linked with her brothers in Israel's history. Moses Miriam, Aaron, from a slave hut on the Nile, says much about their mum's Jochebed's influence. Wrong is made right, and God sent a baby into the world. In 1809, it's a year that stands in the midway between two great battles that shaped the destiny of the world. The Battle of Trafalgar, which destroyed the naval might of Napoleon, and the Battle of Waterloo, which destroyed his military might. Everyone was thinking of battles. No one was thinking about babies and children. In 1809, Lord Alfred Tennyson was born in Somersby. Abraham Lincoln was born in Kentucky. Chopin was born in Warsaw. And Felix Mendelssohn was born in Hamburg. Which of the battles of 1809 mattered more than the babies of 1809? God sends a baby into the world to do it. That's why long, long ago, a babe was born in Bethlehem. And that's why long before the birth of Jesus, another babe was born in a slave hut on the banks of the Nile. As long as they could, Jochebed and Amran shielded baby Moses from the destructive powers of the world. They hid him with the four walls of their humble abode. And nothing in that home could harm a little child. And thank God, thank God for homes like this. Homes of safety, homes of healing. Though we recognise there are many homes unable to offer safety. And some who should provide the safe care and nurture cause destructive harm. On two occasions, Jochebed gave up her son. First to the Nile River and then at the age of two to Pharaoh's daughter. There are times in our lives when we are never fully aware of how our current action can transform a future. 
When baby Moses could no longer be hidden at home, Amran could well have said to Jochebed, what do we do now? What are we going to do? Jochebed could have answered by asking another question of her own. How does God save someone who is condemned to death? Maybe perhaps they remembered the history. Perhaps they remembered the ark, a mini ark, a basket with pitched tar to keep it safe. is placed into the very place where hundreds of male babies have met their death. Jochebed trusted her son into God's hands and trusted that God would look after him. There's always choices in moments of adversity. The river of death became the river of life for Moses. So we too need to give our situations to God, to trust him, to give him control over the people or things that mean the most to us. We have seen now through Moses how to respond in adversity, to fear God, to revere God rather than man, to trust God. Jochebed did that. She entrusted. And then was the woman who weaned her son for Pharaoh's daughter who found Moses. She taught him history and heritage during that weaning time, which may have been for a few years. She taught him about Joseph, Pharaoh's court, and the difference that he could make. What we see here is how God takes the very things that are against him and his people and uses them for his good, for our good. God, true to his promise, was taking the first steps to lead his people into a new hope, a new land and a new future. It took 80 years from laying Moses in a basket in the Nile to leading people to freedom, and then 40 years wandering until Moses died aged 120. And what of Moses, the one who led but never made it to the promised land? The one who gave us the commandments including honour your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Moses, who would never see the fruition of his work, maybe his mum would never have seen it too. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, experienced much of Jesus' ministry, but did she ever fully understand the extent of what her son was to achieve on the cross and in the tomb? Did she realise that she was part of it? We can learn so much from others who have gone before. Many people found the concept of Mother's Day very hard, but it is Mothering Sunday. Part of that Mothering Sunday is about the Mother Church. But yet, many people today think of those who have made a difference in their lives, and for some, it's hard. For others, it's joyous. For some, the relationship is strained. For others, they remember with a smile, yet also sadness. For others, glorious, life-enriching relationships. Lent is a wonderful opportunity to consider many of the women in the Bible and in our history who offered hope and love to so many. So to all who've made a difference to others, thank you for making a difference. May God bless you. Friends, let's pray. Lord of all, of great and small, of rich and poor, of weak and strong, we pray for those who've been cast aside or forgotten, for those who've been misjudged or unseen, for those who carry invisible burdens and have been disbelieved, for healthy and for broken relationships. O oh God, bring hope and recognition from those who have a duty of care. 
Lord of all great and small, of rich and poor, of weak and strong. We pray for those who cannot see, who are blind to mercy and compassion, for those who refuse to help or believe, for those who hold much power and yet do not always use it for good, who respond with dismissal or even cruelty. O God, bring light and repentance, open our eyes and melt our hearts. Lord of all, great and small, of rich and poor, of weak and strong, we pray for ourselves, that where we struggle with darkness, you will give us the strength to overcome, that you will enable us to be true to who you have called us to be, and that you will direct our actions towards others. O God, bring grace and compassion, help us to be light in your world, in the name of Christ. Amen. shall reign where the sun does its successive journeys run his kingdom stretch from shore to shore till sun shall rise and set no more blessings abound where he reigns, the prisoner leaps to lose his chains. The weary find eternal rest, and all the sons of want are blessed. To our King the highest praise, rising through eternal days just and faithful he shall reign Jesus shall reign people and realms of every tongue dwell on his love with sweetest song and infant voices shall proclaim their early blessings on his name. To our King be highest praise, rising through eternal days. Just and faithful he shall reign. Shall reign. Let every creature rise and bring blessing and honor to our King. Angels descend with songs again, and earth repeat the loud amen. Our King, the highest praise, rising through eternal days, just 
faithful, he shall reign. Jesus shall reign. To our King be highest praise, rising through eternal days. Just and faithful, he shall reign. Jesus shall reign. Friends, thank you for joining us today on this um, act of worship at the fourth Sunday of Lent and at this Mother's Day. A final blessing. God, give us eyes of faith that we may choose your way in the face of so many choices this week. Help us to believe in your promise and to respond to your calling. In Jesus' name. Amen. Slap!